Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Welcome to the Spent the Rent podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today, back for the third time, is a dear friend of the podcast, local Eugene, Oregon hip-hop artist, Ender One. Ender, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you, bro. It's good to see you, man. This looks crazy in here. Look at you, man. <laughs> this is wild. This is You were my first ever guest. Was I? Yeah, first ever. Episode ever? one. That's why. And I had I talked to you on the phone for like an hour, and you're like, dude, I got to go to bed the night before because I was so <laughs> oh, yeah, I was right, so I, I was so amped about the new you know that's platform so awesome. the new setup how I was going to do this and uh thank you so much by the way for the leap of faith because I had, did not know what I was doing buddy come on man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's how it goes man locals gotta support locals is how it is man. right so Eugene, uh organs in the building this is cool that we can actually do this back in the studio we've been starting to do these these podcasts in person here and there and i promise i'm listening i'm just tapping in so i can yeah uh, sharing the reach sharing the shout reach. out and share people that can get people in here i just posted on strpod.com right that's right that's the okay, website strpod.com for okay, the spent the rent it. podcast if you're watching this share it somewhere and uh yeah we'll see if we can get some people in here yeah because so can't they post questions too they can like post that? questions so we'll play some of those at the end if we get some so uh Sweet. yeah so we're here to talk about your new album uh the album is called the last few years i got it right here the C- there's cds available hey. on your on your website and you know anywhere you the physical copies actually aren't up are they just yet. okay aren't so up that's yeah because i'm planning to do maybe some like special packages some uh, merch packages but yeah the album is officially streaming as of yesterday everywhere so. yeah yeah. yeah, I had to change the flyer because I, I dropped the flyer uh, announcement for this show Thursday and it said out on uh, 819. And then today I changed it and updated it to out now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know? Exactly. So, Updating so, all that stuff is a pain in the neck. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the album. It's it's a it's a collection. This is a big one. This is a collection of songs that had previously been released as singles over the last few years, hence the title. Plus some new And then a few new tracks yeah. to come together as a collection. Let's talk about the creative process and how this is a little bit different this time around. Yeah. Um, so obviously the last few years were crazy, right? Like everybody went through such insanity in these last couple of years. And uh, first off, look at my kiddo in the background. I know. So Shout awesome. out to Oakland. He's in the studio with us. It's amazing. live on TV. Oakland, can you wave? You say hi. He's extremely <laughs> focused right now. And uh, <laughs> But no, when it comes down to the last couple of years, uh, and with this album in particular, I wanted to do something that was kind of like, you know, that was just kind of like 
recognizing and acknowledging kind of some of the insanity that we all went through and experienced. But at the same time, uh, I wanted to make sure that I give my fans that have rocked with me for a while new music too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so combining combining the two, because obviously there's a good amount of people out there that have no idea who I am. And so I wanted to make sure to take um, a good amount of like the, the solid songs over the last couple of years that I felt like really kind of expressed, you know, through the timeline of kind of, uh, you know, 2020 to now and, uh, and add some of this new content I've been working on as well. And, uh, um, you know, it, it was definitely, um, a collection effort in my head where I, I knew what I wanted to do. He's climbing over here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And I mean, originally when I wrote up this, the questioning and whatnot for this, I had said really that this may be your most personal album. And I don't even know if that's true because it's kind of your brand that you really put it out there. Like on a, uh, what album was it that the song use it was on right now? Smile. And that is probably the most personal oh, track, sure. you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, incredible sure. by the way, if you haven't listened to the song, use it by ender one, Ooh. Thank you, man. but, uh, and a much needed and rare topic. That's all I'm going to get into today. Right. We talked about it last time, right? but then, you know, you're always real personal and vulnerable and you put yourself out there and I just think it's incredible. You know, and so well, this, I, I, I just want to interject. It's like, and I, it's an honor to even like have that acknowledged because for years I was the opposite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when it comes down to like really through my sobriety and my recovery, that's what finally allowed me to say, um, you know, F it. I'm going to censor myself for a little sure. while, um, you know, that I am no longer going to hold back on uh on some of these things that i know could possibly help the next person yeah the people in my life that helped me in my life if they were reserved about the shit that they've been through about the stuff that they've been through um then i would have never got to learn that wisdom and grow emotionally spiritually you know what i mean yeah. personally all those type of things and so when it comes down to my music um I just, I don't have any holdbacks anymore No, on a personal level and a music level. I just, you know, and that, and it's funny because once I did that, once I eliminated that, that's when things started to grow. That's when um, my fan base started to grow. That's when people started um, noticing, you know, in the industry a little bit more about what I was doing. And my, to be honest, my creative side, my music side, the content, the quality, all of that increased. Yeah. So it was just, I think it was just a matter of, I really had to learn to get honest with myself, you know? and be okay with being me and that's still a process it's not sure. like i've arrived right it's like right. it's still a process but uh, um it that's a good place to be you know um so that i can be transparent hopefully for the next person um you know that's listening and that's it man it can make a huge impact and like you said it can it can actually be a therapeutic process for yourself i talk about that a lot about making music uh i have a different approach than you 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 know you're this is a career you know this is something that you want to that you are full you know, head of steam into, uh, I do it as a hobby and an outlet, which is great. And I think anybody out there that wants to just, you Absolutely. know, uh, Joey Helpish, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. His, his slogan is make something terrible today. Just right. make music, yeah. you know? And so for people that are like intimidated, they're like, I don't want to go career like with it, actually. you know? Well, no, but no, it's fine. Like there's no wrong way to do it. No, is what I'm saying. Yep. You know, like you facts. take your stuff super serious. And I think that's admirable. And then for the people that want to just have fun, that's admirable. Do that too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so either way you want to approach it. I agree. <clears throat> you know, there's a polished thing when you're a, a musician, though, that when you want to take it serious, you, you got to take it serious. You got to take, you got to be calculated and think about things. And I think that with the last three projects, four, whatever it is, you've improved on every single one, man, you know, and that's, that, that's what's really cool. You know, 
I'm not going to get into politics, but my show a lot of times is political. And I hate that COVID became political. Right. But your song about it, uh, it it was there's a there's a song, there's a two two track yeah, series, yeah. Tired. Yeah. It really hits it on the head universally because it talks about how uh, just tired and frustrated people yeah. are. So you can really sense the frustration in that one. Yeah, I, and I appreciate you noticing that. And yeah, you're right. That's what that's almost what those songs were about, right? We're like um, really coming at what we've all been through objectively, right? From a bird's eye view of just myself, my experiences, and uh, um, and and feeling that exhaustion, right? And not taking like, because this is what sucks, right? In our world today is like, there's so much, um, judgments and so much hate based on if you don't agree with my opinion, then all of a sudden you're a terrible person, right? And you're this and you're that, um, versus understanding that we're all coming at life from different perspectives, and that's okay. Um, but we all also, I think, have some common denominators through these last years that uh, there were a lot of question marks, man. There right. still is, you know what I mean? And and uh, uh and it was a crazy time as a parent, uh, yeah, you know what I mean, like to, to parent your kids through quarantine and have to explain why we're wearing masks and all this other stuff it's a uh it was a big thing and so i felt like i couldn't have an album called the last few years right in arguably what has been the most insane you know what I'm saying? Yeah, confusing like confusing yeah, yeah. overwhelmingly crazy um couple years and uh in a moment that like we all will reflect on you know what I'm right. saying? and i don't think we're i don't think we even have a close to an idea either about how these little ones are affected. Oh no. You know, until about 10, 20 years from now, you know, uh, will we be able to see, you know, kind of long term, like what is going on? And uh, I think only then we'll probably even begin to see kind of some of the truth behind some of this stuff too. So who knows? I think one of the biggest things when it came, comes to politics and COVID and all that, I think it's just that people want to be, they want the quick response to stuff. They want stuff to be resolved immediately, easy, easy instant gratification. Right. And that's not how things work. That's not how empathy works right. when you have to like learn. That's the key to, word. Yeah. Empathy, to, to embrace somebody you yeah. might disagree with. So, I mean, everybody that's listening to this podcast, listen to the album uh, by Ender one the last few years, because uh, you know, it may challenge you on the track about there's the, the track tired. And then there's part two. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know that with the video, the first time I watched it, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I rolled. I was like, and hear me out with this. No, <laughs> so I no, rolled my good. eyes, the part about grandma. I'm like, Duh. and then, and then I thought about it and I caught myself and then I learned from it. See, that's cool. You know, because I was like, I, why was because I wanted the narrative to be a certain way. Right. I'll be the first to admit this, right. well, you know, because I, I knew that it was the shortcut right? and it's not that easy for everybody. Right. And so I was like, uh, and I caught myself and you could see my evolution of the way that I've approached COVID since the beginning and all that. See, stuff. But to me, that's a reflection, too, of like how um, emotionally mature you have to be. And, and that's why you give all the credit in the world is because, you know, people think it's really funny when they see me in public with some of my friends, because I have friends that are like 65, 70 years old. Oh, me too. And then I have friends that are like 18, 19. Right. And uh, uh, all over the spectrum whether it be politically or, or from the streets or like whatever from the, and, from the uh, rodeo and people like, think it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. From the yeah, rodeo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people think it's crazy that like, how could you, 
how could you possibly connect with somebody like this? And how could you do this? And you just nailed the, it on the head a minute ago with that word empathy. Yeah. It's understanding that, that like the thing that makes us all individuals and the thing that uh, makes us all beautiful, you know, in our own right, in my opinion, is the fact that we are all different and that we can voice these things. And it is possible to sit and hear a song and not like it and not have to like it. Yo, Ander, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, say those right, type of things. Sure. Like, hey, that's okay. I'm I'm not naive to music or anything that I put out and expecting everybody to fall in love with everything that I do. Um, but also at the same token, when I see something that I don't like, that's okay. Yeah, like, and that's it, okay. I mean, anything in art that challenges you is a good thing. And we, you know, we could be here for days. I said we, you know, but I just think I thought it was important to touch on that that I caught myself, I found myself right. being like, oh man, like I, I've thought about that song over and over again, different right. ways. Like I was going to play it. And at one point I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna. And then I was like, you know what? I actually really love it. Like it, well, took, I appreciate it that, took me man. a minute, you know? And I think it's really cool that, 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 I mean, for one, when you put yourself out there, like I had said, that's amazing because you're going to say things that it's it just you're everyone not, you're that not listens. gonna get everybody. You know what I'm saying? No, like, and, and here's the deal is like with a song like that, with really all my songs, I, I used to, like in my early 20s, when I was just rapping, you know, to rap, just doing it to be cool, just doing it because it was fun, just doing it as a hobby and never really considering it a career, never doing any of those type of things. And really never being, like I said earlier, honest and transparent in my music. Um, when I was doing that, I, I, I would never touch on anything real. And so hip hop is easy at that point. Music is easy when you're not touching on anything real. But as a parent through the last couple of years and just having the questions that I had, we, we raise kids to ask questions. And then I think it's kind of sad that at some point we persecute adults, grownups for asking questions, yeah. you know, and that, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean you're a conspiracy theorist. That doesn't mean you're crazy. That doesn't mean you're whatever. It just means, Hey man, we live in a crazy world. And I refuse to just like nod my head to the politicians that are on our TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And like, okay, yeah, this guy, I has, just don't like definitive has my best interest in. Yeah. Any, sure. I just don't like definitive answers. You and know, that's, that's the thing. It's bingo. like, if we have a definitive answer yeah. to things, then you're probably wrong. Right. You know, but, so let's move on. I want to talk yeah. about the track, and we're gonna uh, talk about this ad nauseum. But but the track this much uh, has been years in the making. It's a tribute to your son Oakland. The song encompasses what it means for you to be a father. Uh, even there's an, there's a subtle cameo uh, from Oakland himself. Yeah, he's in it. And so we're gonna uh, on the video stream. Unfortunately, I won't be able to play the song. But at the end of this, on the audio stream, I will. But we'll tell you at the end of this uh, episode where you can find it and, and yeah, obviously Spotify link, and, and Apple music. Yeah. yeah. And in the show notes, you know, there's a link to the link tree where there's uh everywhere oh, cool. you can find That's it. Right. So tell me about that song. I mean, this has got to be a difficult one. When did you start writing it? Literally yeah, this song, man, I wrote this song. I started writing it when he was born. Yeah. Start writing was born. Um, and uh, my brother, Joey Kaufman, my producer, one of my closest friends in the world, he, he sent me the beat. And uh, um, and I was just sitting on it and sitting on this chorus is what I came up with first. But, you know, the reason why it took so long is like, how do you you know, how do you write a song for your kid? How do you write a song about that? And any parents will understand this, too. Like, there's something that you can't describe. What happened? What? I messed up on right? something on the audio. It's good. Go. Oh, it's You're all good. good. <clears throat> um, but, you know, like, how do you possibly put words to like the one thing in this world that is easily the craziest thing, which is childbirth and being a parent, you know what I'm saying? And having that. And, uh, um, and I had a hard time with it. You know what I mean? I had a hard time putting those words together and I knew it had to be right. And, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, man, it's it was piece by piece, basically, when it comes down to the lines. And I had different, you know, bars that I wanted to put in it. And I'd come up with a good bar, but it didn't have the placement. And I'd go back and forth in my own head and honestly just put a lot of kind of pressure on myself, man, about it had to be right. It had to be this. It had to be that. But ultimately, when it comes down to like parenting in general, right? Like no such thing as perfect, no such thing as a perfect song, no such thing as a perfect anything. And uh, um, Oakland, actually, he's heard the beat so many times that he um, literally like, I don't know, six months ago, he's finally like, Daddy, are you going to finish my song? He's like, when are you going to finish my song? And uh, uh, and I was like, I know, buddy, I know. And uh, that really kind of that that just registered in me and so i started getting back to the pen and the pad with it and uh sat down with it and uh really just tried my best to um trust my pen trust my pen and trust my uh writing and trust my um expression because sometimes i have like this weird crazy fear of like i can't um like all of a sudden i'm gonna sit down to write a, a verse or something like that and it's gonna be gone like my talent is going to be gone. I'm not going to be able to like do this anymore. It's just going to be like for some, like I'm just going to get writer's block for the rest of my life. Like right. it's a weird fear, but uh, uh, I sat down and I trusted my pen. And in three months I had the bulk of the song, uh, the, the second verse completely done and finished. And, uh, and then the ending part, I really wanted to wrap up and make, um, special and try to get him. And it took some convincing to get my little man on the mic, but he killed it. He yeah. killed it. No, it was good. Did his thing, man. And it, it's, uh, it's one of those songs I'm, I'm working on the video right now. We'll probably put out a video for it in the next couple of weeks. Nice. And, uh, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, uh it's powerful, you know, and any parent, anybody um, that has a son or a daughter is, uh, yeah, that one's going to be for them. Yeah. So. I mean, and it's, it's obvious how much that song means to you. It means like this much. Exactly. <laughs> that, and that, and I love that concept, right? It's like, I love you this much. Right. Um, and yeah, there's so many little things that, you know, there's a line in it where I talk about, you know, when I drop them off at preschool and I act like I got something in my pocket. And I pull that out to fake like I'm blowing a kiss and there's nothing there. And he says, caught it. Like there's a line like that. And that's like real stuff that we do. You know, right. we still do. We still play it. And um, and it's it's pretty uh, it's a it's good one. Cool. So we'll play we'll play that at the end for the audio listeners. And like cool. I said, for the video, you know, we can't because of copyright, but but we'll get into Sorry, that. guys. So now uh, let's talk about some of the features. I mean, this is some heavy hitters on this album. You got apathy, self-titled. Uh, Locksmith, Mercules. I mean, these are some some cream of the crop hip hop artists in underground hip hop. Yeah, talk about what that means to be working with MCs that you admire deeply. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Doesn't even feel real. You know what I mean? Um, in, insane. You know, like I made a post yesterday. Are you okay, Bo? Come sit down. Um, I made a post yesterday that talked a little bit about um, how, like, if you would have told me when I was 15 years old that there'd be a day when I do an album like this or something like that. I wouldn't have believed you. Hands off, please. Hands off, please. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, dad life. That's how it goes. And uh, um, and so to be able to um, work with these guys and um, create these songs and communicate with these gentlemen, um, these are guys that I look up to mus musically and respect. And so to be able to, um, you know, in, in some form, in some fashion, right, be able to share the same stage, right? Yeah. And uh, um, and be able to do that. It's more than just like, you know, because we live in a culture, obviously, nowadays where everything is money driven. If you got enough bread, you can reach out to somebody, you know what I'm saying? And maybe you can do a song no matter how much of a garbage rapper you are. Well, these are all cats that I've, I've known and I've done shows with, you know what I'm saying? And, and we have mutual connections and, uh, um, 
and and that is like an honor that's like crazy to me right to think that like my music for whatever reason has at least reached a point where my peers are the guys that i used to listen to which is crazy you know what i mean and so uh yeah i'm just humbled to be honest the fact that they were willing to work with me and uh put these verses in my boy apathy and uh self-titled him oh my gosh self-titled they they, they just all killed it self-titled i thought he was gonna jump through those speakers and and kick me in the face no yeah that dude is tough yeah ghost town uh i think it's track eight yeah Yeah. my guy my guy self and uh, uh, he's one of the best dudes I know and uh, one of the best punchline rappers that I've been listening to for years. And so yeah. being able to like get that track. And that was the last feature track that I got done. I uh, We got it done, I think, like a month or two ago. So now a lot of people that don't make music may not understand that sometimes you're together in the studio. Sometimes you're not. Are yeah. all of Were all of these in person? No, 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 See, no, that's no, the no, crazy no. thing no, no, about. No, no, no. And I, I don't know. I mean, these are the behind the scenes secrets, but I think it's an awesome thing. I think Postal Service, which is an indie band made it popular first where they were sending the uh, uh, MIDI disc stuff through the mail oh, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then compiling it cause they were living across country. So that people hear a song and they naturally think I remember growing up. Yeah. And you naturally thought that like notorious B I G and bone thugs, they were in the same studio and they recorded that. And you, you just never know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like where these guys were at the time and they absolutely could be on opposite sides of the world. But that's the, also the beauty of uh, music and technology nowadays. Yeah. You know, like when I was first starting to make music, you had to have like a crazy expensive studio to go to, or you weren't going to record. You had to have a nice chunk of change. You weren't, you weren't going to do it. And, uh, uh, and if you did do it, you know, you had like the makeshift studio, you know, and I joked around about it yesterday with like, you know, duct tape blankets on the wall and like, you know what I'm saying? like sure. doing, doing whatever you could do. And, uh, um, in this situation, yeah, like the majority of these songs, I actually recorded myself at my house. Yeah, in my home studio, which is rad. I mean, you know, it's funny because you come into my studio for the podcast. You're like, man, this is so, so improved. This is still very amateur. You know, like the the Dude, setup whatever, is still. Though, I mean, it's coming together. You know, if you got a sure SM7B in your in your studio, you're right. do, you're doing something right. right. Is is what it is. But yeah. uh, and speaking of, if you'd like to donate to the podcast, yeah, <laughs> because my because boy, man. because support it's my guy. it's it's an expensive thing. Yeah, uh, go to strpod.com and and you can sponsor there. Absolutely. Uh, you know let's let's talk about live shows and then we're gonna change gears so you know you had your record release show which was insane it was at the big dirty in downtown eugene oregon uh your album release this was like last week or the week before last friday it was insane there was people crawling off the walls i mean (laughs) it was there there was people everywhere and like you said it was such an eclectic group of people and i mean everybody smiles on their face you know, some of the people that I was able to catch up with that I hadn't seen, like Jesse Jory, shout out to Jesse. Yes. People yes, like that. I mean, that's just Jesse one example. Guy, yeah. You know, and that it was it was a lot of people that were sober because yeah. of because of the I recovery sober, community. I, I had some sober sect in the building. We call them the sober sect. Those the the guys, venue owner is like, can you just bring more alcoholics? We want, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we no. want to sell more drinks. There no. was that share though. There was that share. There were some good people in there. I seen, you know, one of my boys got tossed out. You know, yeah. it happens. It that's happens. the beauty of of charging a cover though and it was an affordable show for sure you know but then yeah, the venue everybody makes money you know and 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 is able to do that thing but yeah i mean you're gonna with your lyrics anyone that books you're just gonna know that that you're gonna have this this kind of hybrid but it was so fluid where you had people that were having fun responsibly and then you had people that that uh you know don't indulge because they can't you right, know because they right. have found that and I, i'm one of those you know that Word i, up, that I just sat there respect. and vaped the whole time <laughs> yeah, man, the show. Um, yeah, Eugene, Oregon is my city, man. This is, my, this is the city that 
really raised me. You know, I, I'm a transplant, you know, from California to up here. Um, but really through my my depths of my I call it my my maturity or my growing. You know what I mean? Uh, it was from up here. I've been up here since I was like 15, 14. And so uh, to see um, my own city um, come behind uh, what I do and believe in me is something I don't take for granted. So every show that I have um in town locally is something absolutely that I, I respect, man. And, and yeah, to see the crowd was, was pretty cool, you know, cause you have this, all my shows are pretty funny, man. Cause you have this common, like, uh, um, I don't know, or I, I guess it's uncommon, right. Is you have this blend of like people that are absolutely straight edge. Right. And are with me on that sobriety tip. Then you have like the opposite, like the completely yeah. <laughs> like just off the hook. Yeah. But what, what I love about that. And I pray that every fan listening and that knows me knows this is that there is zero effing judgment on that because like I genuinely in the back of my head, I look at sometimes the cats that are partying out there dancing like nobody's looking. I wish I could do that. Yeah, I wish that was me. I wish that was me. And so why like and also like here's the facts for any addict alcoholic that ever tries to judge another addict alcoholic, you're forgetting about your own past. You're forgetting about who you are. Right. You know and, what I'm saying? So that that is like zero. Like I've I've wet the bed more times than my son. So how am I ever going to judge someone? You know right. what I'm saying? I like what are we forget, talking about here? I mean, when you your first year of sobriety <laughs> is is super challenging. But then Facts. but then you know you get to a point like people. I would run into friends of mine and they're like kind of embarrassed. They're like, oh my god, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of drunk. And I'm like, you have to understand, I am just happy that I'm out of the house because it takes a lot <laughs> right. of it takes a lot for me to go out. And like I'm I'm like That's you get to business. have your fun. I'm having my fun. Right. So it's like, you know, it's it's just it's difficult when you don't get invited to stuff early on in your sobriety because people are like I don't right. want to be a trigger and it's like that's a whole different thing but but I'm, maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. I we got a comment that I want to I want to give Thank you for coming sh- by the way to that show, man. That yeah, was it was cool. it when was I saw awesome. you. I was like, "Oh my god, man." We got cool. a, c- a comment that I want to read and then I want to talk a little more about Eugene. Sure, 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 so sure. Thomas Gradient uh gave a gave a shout out on YouTube. It says, "Much love to two amazing gentlemen." Uh, hey, yeah, I, I Thomas, love the compliments. You, shout out guy. to Thomas. And he also um, made a joke when I was talking about sell more drinks. And that's, yeah, the bar does want you to buy drinks. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, talk, I want to say this about Eugene. You were talking about Eugene and how you were a transplant, even though this is mm. home at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, this just came to my head. I wonder if Eugene saved your life. Because, because here's, here's my thought process on this. Because did you grow up in Oakland? So no, I never grew up in Oakland, and uh, but here's the deal: Eugene saved my life. Well, and I've got a reason for that. I want to say, but but what, what, what part of California? Southern California. But what I'll say is this: is Eugene at one point I thought was going to be the death of me. I, I wow. literally thought it was going to be the sure. death of me. You know what I'm saying? I was sleeping under Washington Jefferson Bridge. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. I'm robbing fools with a broken 22. I'm on the streets. You know, with uh, my boy Big Jesse, shout out to my boy Big Jesse, amongst others, and uh, uh, and just doing what I can to survive. And uh, like I said earlier about not being transparent with who I was, I was I was a cocoon of myself. There's no way I I felt at any level like I was able to be myself. And so I was trying to chameleon with whatever I could. Any any any. Um, a group of people that I was with, I'd chameleon. Try, let me try and fit in. So afraid of being myself. And so now at this point, I would agree with you. Yeah. Back, back then, you if know, you were to ask me, I'd say this town's going to be the death of me. I'm in a, you know, in our whatever. early 20s, it was pretty, it was hairy for sure. You know, street culture, graffiti, all that kind of stuff, you know. And, but, but then, you know, I, I think about Eugene and, and what it's done for me. I mean, just, 
the terms we didn't have back in the day, toxic masculinity, you know, you know, right, things like that, right, right, right. where there's the, it's, it's important in hip hop to have an exterior, you know, mm -hmm. that's part of the brand. But that being said with your art, what makes you so different is the, like we had talked about before your vulnerabilities, Eugene embraces that it kind of pushes it. It used to be, we've got some other issues that we won't get into now about people being like, don't say this, don't say that. And that's right. That limits your freedom and your expression facts. But that being said, like, you know, there is this, this celebration of weirdness celebration of uh just kind of oddity and individualism right that is something that's that in, is true it's ingrained in yep, our soul that is, that is true and i think that that's true i work on campus and i meet people every day that are from southern california right and let's just be be honest the culture has changed i like to think that it's pop punk music that in the in the 90s that right, had a right. lot to do with that because right. it's like just be a dork right you know bands like green day and blink 182 yeah and See, and I was on that Pennywise and like right and no that effects. that punk it's like Green Day Dookie I'll sure. mess I'll mess with Dookie for but sure. it's just about being yourself and self expression and that kind of stuff and it was so vital for me that I I've been saying this stuff that's now commonplace for decades you know the, about people being like who cares what they think you know just do well you. that's to me that's like been the basis like I was saying early earlier about um about what I try to do because I because let's be real here like on a personal level it sucks to not be yourself yeah and it sucks um to feel like you can't be yourself in front of any crowd of people and uh, um and it's not easy sometimes to feel like you can do that because there's fears fears of judgment fear of not fitting in fear of being bullied fear of this fear of that um and all i can say is this is like learning to accept those um abnormalities right or like whatever those flaws are and recognize that it is possible that those exact flaws that you're afraid of showing are absolutely the exact flaws that can help connect with other people and bridge kind of that gap um and and once you're able to do that to get to that um honesty about yourself and just that willingness honestly to say excuse my language to say fuck it I'm going to be myself. I, yeah. don't, I don't care what the repercussions are because I know that whatever comes down the line from me being honest about myself, about what I want to do is going to be a better result than if I'm not honest. And if I shut my mouth, well, because it's liberating. Just, it's it, liberating when yeah. you just kind of like, I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, hold myself accountable right. and, and how I, treat other people but I, as far as how other people treat me i'm gonna i'm gonna command respect right but i'm also you know i'm not i'm gonna pick my battles you yeah know, kind of thing so yep. that's huge so uh i want to take a quick chance to uh give a shout out to my sponsors oregon cash flow pro is my title sponsor has been from from the beginning uh james barber at oregon cash flow pro is incredible check them out at oregoncashflowpro.com more wealth less debt fast and then shout out to subdermal art collective Jake Williams and Jonathan Wade, uh, for all your tattoo needs, check out Subdermal Art Collective in Eugene, Oregon. Really shout out to all the sponsors. And this is why I want to say that is because it's really dope to see local businesses supporting local yeah. businesses, which is what you are, yeah. and which is what I am. Jake is one of my, <laughs> well, so Jake like is one of my that, best friends from school. Tight, man. And I mean, politically, we are polar opposites and he still supports my show, which I think is really something about his character. That's awesome. He doesn't, he doesn't pull it when I say something he disagrees with. Cause he's like, nah, he's doing his thing. Right. And I think that's really cool. Right. And then, uh, I want to give a shout out to realtor Vince Casey. If you're looking to buy a home in Lane County, contact Vince Casey at hybrid real estate. Vince is going to come on in a couple weeks and we're going to talk about the market and what it means and what it takes for uh, a first time home buyer to get into the, 
to the dream of owning a home. So check out Vince Casey at Hybrid Real Estate. Uh, let's talk about something a little bit more personal. We've kind of touched on it a little bit along the way. You were very public about your journey with recovery. You just hit 17 years of sobriety, and that resonates with so many of your fans. I often read social media comments from people pouring out their personal journey to you. What does it feel like to know that you are so valued as a role model to those who are in recovery? Mm, man, <laughs> it's an honor, man, and it's crazy and surreal. I, uh, um, you know, the number 17 years, it sounds like so daunting, sounds so crazy. Um, but anybody that's been in recovery would tell you, it, you know, the, the years don't matter without the days. You know what I mean? Um, 24 hours a day in one day. And, um, you know, the, the phrase one day at a time is tossed around a lot in recovery, obviously. Um, but I feel like in public, you know, there's a lot of like, um, oh, man, is, is it really that crazy? You know, like one day at a time, every day is so hard for you. No, you know, not one one day sometimes isn't hard, but sometimes one day is literally. Some hours, yeah, are But hard. sometimes, yeah. yeah, one hour is all it takes for me to go out again right. and uh, and flush everything that I've done down the tube. And uh, um, But when it comes down to like the connection that my recovery has made with other people through the music, that's something, um, man, that's something I don't have words for, you know, like I was telling you before the show, you know, there's honestly a lot of uh, DMs and stuff like that, that I, I sometimes miss, you know, or maybe I don't get them for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so or longer. And then all of a sudden I'll get them and, uh, and, and be able to respond. And I wish I could respond to more of them. Right. Um, but obviously dad mode takes sure. precedence yeah. and I just, I refuse to be that dad that's constantly on his phone in front of his kids all the time, rather than being actively present because that's the opposite of what I had. I didn't have that presence. You know what I'm saying? In, right. my, in my life uh, from a male leader. And so being able to do that for him is huge. However, um, you know, the recovery basis and uh, being able to have that uh, interaction is something that is kind of undescribable, right? But all, ultimately I'm not doing anything. And this is like, this is no bullshit. I'm not doing anything special when I talk to these people. Like the fact is, is that I'm doing for them exactly what somebody did for me and still does for me. Right. My sponsors, my counselors, my mentors, my leaders, my my peers, my you know, my fellow um men and women in recovery like literally we keep what we have by passing it on. Right. You and that might be the most rewarding thing. I didn't realize what that would feel like until I've been sober from alcohol for 6 years. Hey, and come on, man. I didn't realize uh when cuz the most fulfilling feeling is when people have reached out to me and be like, what is, what is your secret? And I'm like, well, it's not about a secret. It's like you just said, it's about every minute, every, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, every lifetime, like where you just are one minute at a time, you know? And I know that sounds daunting, but it's not when you just, you don't have to constantly be thinking about it. You just have to be setting daily goals and continuing to grow, you know? Well, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, learning to uh, have grace on yourself, you know, to understand sure. like, and me and my son, we talk about it all the time. It's not about the mistake. It's how we learn from it. It's not how we fall. It's how we get up and uh, that it's okay to mis make mistakes. It's okay to mess up that there's no right, you know, way to do this life. Everybody has a different way. However, when it comes down to sobriety, being able to use the things that I 
learn and get taught and pass them down to someone else. Like to me, that's the purpose of tools. Like what good, what good would my recovery, my sobriety, and the same thing with my music, I go about it the same way. What good would any of this shit be if I just kept it to myself? Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't do any good. It wouldn't, you know, and then I'm being a shell of myself. Then I'm not being transparent. I'm not being honest. I'm not doing those type of things. And uh, um, I feel like within my fan base, my friends, my family, which are all one in the same, when I post something, maybe about my own mental health or my own struggles or whatever, um, it's the realization that they're not alone, right? They, I, I feel like that's a recognition, but also it's a recognition from my part, right? When I get a message like that is realizing, man, I'm not alone. No, exactly. What, what I'm, I'm feeling isn't isn't just it's a solo, community. Yeah. independent thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That we that's the only that's the only way to do it. You know, I've gotten nowhere good by myself. That's so we, a fact. We got some more comments. We're gonna uh, on Facebook. We got Katie left a comment said, "Me and your doppelganger got tickets to go, then got COVID the day before." Oh, man. yeah. One day, and I'll get hubby to to want to end her shows. Yeah. Shout out to Katie for your comment. And I hope you're feeling better. For sure. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been a couple weeks, so hopefully you are doing better. Uh, Hunter. Uh, also left a comment on YouTube. Yo, Ender. Oh, that's my brother. I'm watching, brother. That's Love you. Bro. Tell Oakland his unk says hello. Uncle Hunter says hi, Bubba. So shout out to Hunter. Uh, Country Boy Gas Garage. What's up, Patrick and Ender? Country Boy's Gas Garage has a huge YouTube following. He's cool, restoring restoring a bus uh, uh, that they found in the woods, and it's it's amazing what that's he's been awesome. up to. So there's just some really cool local stuff going on. So shout, shout out, out to everybody, everybody leaving comments. Answer, I love you. You're man. always you know so appreciated for doing that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what's next? What's next for Ender One? Man, you know I keep getting I keep kind of getting asked that you know, and and that's the thing with music is um it's like the plus and the minus is uh it is a what's next business you know what i'm saying and it's that's the world we live in nowadays right where it's all about um what have you done for me lately like i dropped an album yesterday and i'm sure i'll get people today or tomorrow that are like when's when the are next you, one when are you doing new music yeah you know what i'm saying like when yeah. you know when, when are you dropping something new i'm like i just dropped this you know what i'm saying but ultimately um i really try not just in my music and in my recovery but what i'm really working on because the last six months uh in the last two years truly took a toll on me i'm not gonna lie and uh, um and i came closer than i probably have ever been um to doing some serious damage to myself wow. um if not um doing something that would permanently you know unfortunately go the wrong way but also um my contemplation of relapse and and i really wasn't doing enough self-care on any level and i wasn't talking about it and uh, um hunter my boy right here actually my wife um she snitched me out to my boy hunter who tapped in here and uh and said hey ender's not talking to anybody but he's talking to me and he's talking reckless sometimes and i'm hearing some things that aren't good can you please hit him up and uh and i thank god for that right that my wife loves me enough to to do those type of things. And also that my boy Hunter, um, who's in recovery as well, had the courage to hit me up and say, what's up, man, let's link up. And, um, and that was about six months ago, I got a new sponsor and some things happened, um, that really have triggered some needs, some real recognition. I started doing jujitsu. I got involved in that shout out to performance, martial arts, my guys over there. And, uh, um, I've really just tried my best with this album, with uh, with physical changes, exercises, exercising my spirituality, getting more honest, right? Opening my mouth 
not just with the music, but on a personal level. Because to me, that's when I get dangerous is when I shut down and I don't say yeah. anything. Yeah. When I don't speak up. I'm I'm an artist. I'm creative. I'm all this shit. And when I'm not doing those things, when I'm not opening my mouth um, to talk about what's been behind it, then that's when I get dangerous. And that's where I was at. And so right now, it's day by day. I'm yeah. literally, I have no agenda. I would love to go on tour in the winter, you know, and uh, um, and I've, you know, I'm kind of feeling that out right now to see see how that will happen. But, you know, when you're a stay-at-home dad, that's different too, right? Sure. I'm not some of these young bucks, you know, that don't have the families at home and they can just jump on a bus and do whatever, you know. So all my things uh, that I do require a lot of planning um, with my team. What a team. I mean, my wife. You know what sure, I'm so sure. You're that's how it goes. Support, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so, but that's what I would like to do. But for now, honestly, I'm just, I'm taking it day by day, enjoying these summer days. My little man's been in camps and, you know, he's getting back in school. So yeah, I was going to say, he's we're doing to, all the back to school he's stuff. He's about getting back to school now. Yeah. First grade. My man's in the first grade. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy, um, you know, this moment. A lot of, a lot of finances went into this project, a lot of different things behind it. And, uh, like we talked about before the show popped on, you know, there's a lot of things nowadays with being an artist that unfortunately block our growth. Social media is not as easy as it was in the MySpace days when you can post on the timeline and everybody sees it. Nowadays, you know, my my Facebook page has 12,000 plus fans and likes on it, and I might get 12 likes on a yeah, post. Yeah, because it's the makes, algorithm. Make yeah. it make sense to me. It makes no sense to me. And these algorithms are, are set up, unfortunately, to uh, kind of block us down, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that we're forced to spend more dollars on these big tech companies to advertise. And so uh, for an independent guy like me who doesn't have a huge marketing budget, all, all I depend on really are my fans, are my friends, my family members um, to tap in, listen, to share the music, to enjoy it, connect with it. And uh, and I, I'm a firm believer of this at my core is it'll reach the ears it's supposed to. Sure. You know what I mean? And like, it is. I mean, it is. You yeah, know, I mean, it's it'll you, do that. there's there's been exponential growth since since you really because you were making music back in the day and then took a big hiatus, got back into it. And any, anybody that really wants to do the deep dive into that can go listen to my first episode. That's what we talked about, right. you know? So, Crazy. so, I mean, it's, that was 2018, but since then, both of us have grown a lot. I joked about it last Crazy. episode. My buddy's like, you've grown. And, I'm, and he's talking about, I'm like, what? I put on some weight. What do you mean? I'm like what? You know, <laughs> You're like, yeah, put yeah, on some weight. Yeah, no, he's talking about, you know, this podcast and whatnot. It's been a, it's been a treat to be able to share with you. Uh, the listeners and I and I value your support. Oh, same. I, I would man. love it if, if anybody listening would like to donate to the podcast. Yeah, uh, you can go man. to the website and there's a donate now button and there's options. There's PayPal, Patreon. For as little as five dollars a month, you can become a, a monthly donor. And then also on Venmo, if you just want to drop a one one time donation, right. and that helps me get the word out. Like you were talking about, I've I've have done this organically uh, to grow the podcast. I yeah. have not paid for advertising, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. That's the next step. We're getting forced to. Well, if and I'm fine with it. If you haven't yet, you'll be forced. I'm fine to. with it because I wanted the reach to be community in in grassroots in the beginning, and then as it grew, you know, I want to be able to reach people that may not be aware of. I mean, it started exactly. with friends and yeah. family. Now it's time to branch out and yeah. start start reaching a bigger audience. Well, in advertising in general, it's like it's like I understand that that's a need, that's a necessity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, Ender one LLC. I'm a business. You're Me a too. business. Yes. However, spent the rent LLC. However, when we're working as the little guys in are you know kind of fields or whatever and you have these big tech companies that are just making it harder and harder for you to reach somebody organically it's difficult man so yeah anyway. it's give and take i do feel like facebook pages has this big update and i think in a weird way it might actually help reach mm. but it limits other areas 
because I mean, like they deleted the videos tab. That's and crazy I'm, I mean, me. I don't want to, I don't want to talk a bunch of trash on Facebook on Facebook, but <laughs> right, you know, yeah, but, next thing you know, your so the new down. album is called the last few years by Ender one E N D R D E N D R W O N. So, uh, look that up on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you listen to music, the album is live now. And you've got a bunch of, of old content. Uh, like I said, I can't really play songs on the stream. The audio listeners will get it in a second, but I want to again mention an old track. Use it. That's my favorite. Uh, That's a really, really meaningful track. And then, and then so. we already talked about it a little bit before. Uh, the featured song that I really this on this album is this much dedicated to to your son Oakland, who's in the back. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Oakland. look out for the video. The video will be here soon. Yeah, that'll be great. Know, so, little man's back here drawing and playing on the on the pad. He's what been amazing during this episode. So. Hey, Ender One, thank you so much. Oh, come it's, on, man. It's always a treat to have you in the bro, studio. On, this is this is the third time, and this is really beautiful. So uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, take care. Love you guys. Peace. And we're going to end this with a song. This is the song dedicated to his son, Oakland, by Ender One. This is This Much. Yeah.
Love you, my son. Love you, daddy.